Do you know what their lo- their their uh, mascot is? No. He is a giant a giant penis named Scrody. No. Yes. <laughs> I I've seen pictures of him. I, I like, believe like it. on Ice Walker. Like he's a big giant penis when he's got balls and everything, and he's called Scrody. <laughs> You're listening to Unscripted with Mike and Chris, brutally honest sports talk. And now here is Mike Jansen. Our top 10 list of sports nicknames that we think, well, we don't like them, that are crazy, that are silly, that are whatever. Um, I have not looked at Chris's list. He has not looked at mine. As we welcome you again to this 533rd episode of Unscripted. Mike here, Chris there. Hello, how are you? Wherever you are during this very unique time of history, I hope everything is as well as it can be. Um, But we have taken... Well, we're going to do it a little bit differently. We're going to do it like we've been doing it recently as we've gone and added the video component. We'll take our top 10 list from 10 down. But then after, because we found so many silly names, and I just brought my cheat list here today, um, we will have an honorable mention after we conclude our top 10. And these can be funny. They can be silly. They can be stupid. They can scratch your head as to why. And I think you'll get the the gist of this as we get through it. But then I am, I got to be totally honest with you. I'm very excited to see what Chris came up with. And I think that we'll probably run into a couple of duplicates. Oh, yeah. Because uh, some of the names that I found, I tried to keep it, well, I did keep it within what, again, as I call the core four, football, hockey, basketball, baseball, through my top 10. But then when I got into the mm-hmm. honorable mention list, I went everywhere. I've got some high school. I've got some university. I've got some minor league baseball. And as I mentioned in the open of 532, some of those teams in minor league baseball, I mean, I hope those teams can play because if anybody's coming to those games, it's just to see what their team nickname and mascot looks like, I think. Yeah. Because there are some, whoa. But um, let's start with this. As again, we welcome you to this 533rd episode of Unscripted. And as always, I want the boss to go first. He'll start with his number 10, and then we'll go down, you know, 10, 9, and all the way down to 1. And then we'll have a little, a lot of bit of fun, I think, in regard to giving a couple of honorable mention, uh, uh, what is it, shout-outs to some really, really strange names from the wonderful and wacky world of, of sports. So... As I get my new Kmart lips working, I can't be Kmart anymore. They're out of business. Uh, Walmart lips working. I uh, let's get this party started, and we'll start with the boss. The floor is yours with your number ten. All right, sounds good. Yeah, I'm all over the place for my main list and the other one. I wish I would have kept actually more of them. I tried to just weed out a bunch that were that were silly. I could have actually written down a bunch more. I've got nine honorable mentions after the <laughs> ten, and there's some ties in the ten, so it's crazy. I got about 25 total just on the list, and that's after whittling it down. Uh, but at number 10, I actually have a team that you just told me about the other week. Uh, was that just last week? You told me about the Indianapolis Clowns. Yeah. So uh, from the Negro League. and That so- was Hank Aaron's first professional team when he signed his first professional contract in 1952 with the Indianapolis Clowns of the old Negro League. Yeah, so I looked up their history, and it's actually... Am quite- I going to get in trouble for saying Negro? I don't think we're well, we're saying the Negro League. Right. It was just well, the that name was of the, the official name of the yeah, league. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. If I'm going to get in trouble, so be it. Yeah. Mm. No. It's uh, there's nothing else to call the league. That's what it was called. Well, I know. So. But I, you know. Yeah. We're so worried about being politically I know, I correct know, these but, days. But uh, that's what it was called. So yep. I don't know what else to call it. But anyway, uh, and besides, it was a proud league with uh, guys. Very Satchel, proud, Page, Satchel Page. Absolutely. And very proud yep. athletes absolutely. in that league. Absolutely. No yeah. question. But anyway, it was a very interesting thing because it annoyed me that they'd be called the clowns. Because I thought uh, you want to talk about offensive or disrespectful to me it was that but i found out why they were called that they were supposed to be and i don't know how this works in baseball but they were supposed to be originally the harlem globetrotters of baseball really that's why they're called the clowns right so what they were they were a barnstorming team where they would just go around and play exhibition games against guys and and have some fun now basketball is so well made for that i don't know how you mess around with baseball nearly as well right. as basketball but that was the idea so it was a couple of guys some some bootlegger and some money man that got together and made this and originally they were based in miami and they were going to be called the miami giants or else they were for a bit and then they called them the ethiopian clowns 
And the guy got the name Ethiopian, one of the two guys who started just from a headline, like at the time, this is like around 1935 or something like that. Ethiopia and Italy were having a conflict okay. and not getting along. And this guy just read that in the newspaper. And so he's like, oh, Ethiopia? Okay. And so I guess his idea was that they were going to be this mysterious team from Ethiopia that came across the pond to play. And uh, yeah, and then they eventually went to Cincinnati for a couple of years. And then they went and then they shared time with Indianapolis. And then they made Indy their full time place. But that's the history of the Indianapolis clown. So I don't like the name clowns, but I thought the, the history was quite interesting. Oh, no question. Absolutely. E the Ethiopian what? Clowns. Clowns. They just it, instead of say, instead of calling themselves the Miami clowns, right, right. They just they wanted to appear like it's like when a, when a wrestler is from parts unknown. It's like whatever. I didn't go that deep, but I was surprised by this. the The original uh, concept of this name, number ten on my list, is the Philadelphia Phillies, and the reason I found this kind of a lot of different things. But the team was originally named after itself in 1885 as the Philadelphia's, the Philadelphia Philadelphia's, but became the Phillies in the late 1880s. So I just found that I've never quite figured out, and I've been watching baseball a long time, and I've always wondered what a Philly was. Yeah, me too. Well, a Philly is like a person that lives in Calgary. We, they oh. call us Calgarians, or a person that lives in Milwaukee is a Milwaukeean. Well, a Philadelphian, which what I would think would be a Philadelphian, they back then it was the Philadelphia Philadelphias. That's pretty sad. And you thought Washington football team was bad. <laughs> Just a lack of creativity. Like back in the day, like in the 1800s, it seems like any baseball team either named you like where the city was or what color your socks were. And that's it. Like, that's all they had. That's Correct. all they got. Correct. Maybe yeah. lions and tigers. That's Maybe. about it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, absolutely. And I've got a couple of weather related names on this list and animal related names, but we'll get to them as we now go to number, number nine and the boss again, <laughs> it's on you, man. So yeah, I, I hope these aren't too offensive. <laughs> this actually reminds me of a Phil Hartman sketch on uh, Saturday Night Live. What a waste, that guy. Yeah, oh my that, God, was, that was I loved his talent. I know, he was so funny. Oh my God, he was funny. But anyway, so imagine during apartheid, especially in South Africa, you have a South African team. I'm pretty sure they were all black guys on the team. And they're from a town called Mpumalanga. And they were called the Dangerous Darkies. And I'm like, try getting away with that today. Like, so it, the reason I said uh -oh. the, the reason that I said it reminded me of Phil Hartman was because there's a sketch on on Saturday Night Live where Phil Hartman ha I forget who the actor who plays the black uh, student is, but he's got the black guy in the team. He's the only, it's like it's supposed to take place like a hundred years ago, and there's only one black guy in the team, and. Uh, He's Phil Hartman's the coach, and he's trying to prepare him for the racism that he'll encounter. Yeah. And so uh, they're like, and he's like, oh, you know, they might call you names. And the guy's like, oh, like what names? Like what would they, what would they call me? And it's funny because he only has one insult he can think of, and he's like, oh, well, they might call you like, like, like Blackie or or hey Blackie or, or look at that Blackie. Like that's the only one he has. Right. And I just, I, it's just a funny one. But the dangerous darkies. I don't know if there's more to it than that, but <laughs> number nine on my list as we continue with our top 10 weird, we don't like them, whatever, just different sports nicknames from the wonderful and wacky world of sports. And number nine on my list, um, I don't know. And it's funny because we don't know this guy, but we know of this guy. And obviously this guy did not own a part of this team when they were created, but you do. Obviously, we both know of Brent Wilson, uh, Calgary multimillionaire and, and billionaire, billionaire and uh, unbelievable entrepreneur. But he does now own a percentage of the Nashville Predators. But Nashville makes my list because a saber toothed tiger fossil in central Tennessee. Um, why weren't there seemingly any consideration to a country music team name in Nashville? I mean, the, the Nashville... I don't know. I guess banjos might be a little. Uh, yeah, blues is taken blues already. Blues is already taken, but but again, this was country music is 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 yeah know, is the thing that Nashville is most famous for. I don't know of many predators that run around Nashville, Tennessee. 
maybe agents, maybe music industry guys. I don't know, but I find it hilarious that you've got a team based out of Central Tennessee and the country music, you know, place. That's the, that's the home of country music, and the best that they can do for their hockey team is the Predators. I think there should be a change there. <laughs> I got a problem with that one at number nine on my list. Yeah, it's better than their original puke-colored jerseys, anyway. True. Yeah. Yeah. All right, at number eight. So, at least most of these terrible names are actual words. So, <laughs> so, so. Uh oh. <laughs> anyway, um, moving right along. Like you might as well call this the. Uh, like I mean, <laughs> like this is so bad. So there's a team called the key. Well, the school is Key School, K E Y. So it's the Key School Obazags. Now, what's an Obazag, you that, wonder? That was my first question. Hmm. Okay. For some reason, this school is known for their obsession with gazebos. Now, that's weird enough, especially trying to shoehorn that into a team name. Okay, hold you... on, hold on. I'm, you know I'm not the smartest knife, sharpest knife in a drawer. The gazebo that sits in like people's yeah. backyards. Yeah, like a wooden little thing wooden thing that you can... sit in. Okay, and barbecue. Like or... a patio, but yeah. away from the house. Got kinda. it, okay. Yeah. yeah, so for some reason, this school is obsessed with those things. And even they realized it would be dumb to call their team the gazebos. So they just rearranged the words into an anagram and just came up with obazags as a random way to realign uh, re the letters in the word gazebo. So they are the key school obazags. I'm intimidated because I'm scared of tea parties. I don't know. <laughs> okay, moving right along. Uh, I don't know how I can top that one, but I'm going to try with the number eight on my list, the Oklahoma City Thunder. And obviously, this is the old Seattle Supersonics basketball team. Um, but Clay Bennett is the owner. Clay Bennett brought the team from Seattle down to Oklahoma City. And this is a shot at Mr. Bennett. This is a shot at general manager Sam Presti, who I know from his days of working with Greg Popovich in San Antonio. But you name your team when you talk about the crappy weather in central Oklahoma. You couldn't come up with... And again... I was one, racking my brain going through this thinking, okay, but it goes back to the University of Oklahoma because technically what is a Sooner? Oh, I looked that up one time. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it's pretty silly. And I just, you know, I'm thinking you name, you, are, you, you get your first professional sports franchise to come to the state of Oklahoma, which is hard enough in and of itself. And then you saddle that franchise with the name Thunder. Um... I am. I tried last night to rack my brain to come up with a better alternative than the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, I just don't. I just that would. That's a really hard one. But you are naming your first ever sports professional franchise in your state, 190 miles north of Dallas, and you're saddling it with Thunder. Got to be a change there in my estimation. I like the Thunder. You don't like that name? I don't like the name. I don't like the jerseys. And for the biggest part of the last 11 or 12 years, I hated Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Well, you could definitely change the jerseys. But uh, uh, I would think that with all the tornadoes they have in that, there'd be some thunder and, uh, and storms. And, and, and I think you're exactly right. I, I, I truly do. But I just, I, I think to me, especially having been in Oklahoma during a volcano or a volcano during a, a tornado, <laughs> yeah. excuse me, yeah. years ago. Um, it's a scary thing. And I don't know if that would be the proper, I think you could do a better job of branding your team with something a little bit more positive than, because, you know, Oklahoma is very similar to the drive between Calgary and Edmonton in, re in regard to it's just flat. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, folks. And I've driven through Oklahoma many times on my way down to Texas. And I got to tell you, you can catch yourself sleeping for 50 miles and you, won't, you, you wouldn't even have to turn. <laughs> you wouldn't even have to turn the steering wheel. So you probably get caught up in it. But I'm just saying, I think there was something more positive that the state of Oklahoma and the city of and the city itself of Oklahoma City could have come up that would have put a better spin, let's say, on their first professional sports team in the state of Oklahoma. Mm, OK. All right. At number seven. Well, when you have a guy named Lord Jeffrey something or other, and he makes a uh, school, he founds a college, why would you call it anything other than the Amherst College Lord Jeffs? And 
it's almost, uh, well, there's a couple bad things about this. Number one, they have a women's teams as well that are called the Lady Jeffs. Just, just in case you wondered how big this guy's ego is, I mean, name it after you. I know a couple guys named Jeff. I could see them naming their school teams <laughs> the Lord Jeffs and uh, the Lady Jeffs for the girls. But I could see this being changed soon because this guy is known as one of those guys who may have intentionally given uh, smallpox-infested blankets to Native Americans. Mm -hmm. So I, I kind of have a feeling this guy might have to uh, be uh, sort of phased out of his own college if uh -huh. he's even still alive. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, the Lord, Je like, the Lord Jeffs. Come on, man. Number seven on my list as we say hi and welcome you to this 533rd episode of Unscripted. Mike and Chris, we are here. Hi, we are here. Um... Number seven on my list has nothing... I want to make this perfectly clear. I could be lying a little bit. But it has nothing to do with their sign-stealing okay. uh, 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 garbage can-thumping yeah, yeah, yeah. morons that uh, have just dominated the news of baseball since the 2017 and 2018 seasons. But I have a problem with the name Houston Astros. And here's why. In Houston, you see it with the Rockets... You know, and they've got the big NASA program mm -hmm. uh, from Houston, the Houston Space Center in Houston, Texas, obviously. So there's a natural connectivity with the Rockets because they're shooting shit mm -hmm. up into the air. But remember, the Houston Rockets were originally the San Diego Rockets. So oh, that was one of those teams that actually worked when they moved. You know, a lot of these teams, when they move, and I've yeah. got a couple of coming I, I up don't on this list. I want to say I know who you're talking yeah, about. but there are a couple that moved, and then they never changed the name. And I'm going, what the fuck? You know, so... But the Houston Astros, this team was originally renamed after a stadium because originally in 1960 or 61, when the Houston baseball team was granted or the city was granted a Major League Baseball franchise, they were originally named the Houston Colt 45. Yes, I knew that. And in 65, when they built the Astros, or the Astrodome, excuse me, it was considered the eighth, you know, that you've always heard about the seven wonders of the world. Well, when they built the Astrodome in 65, they came out with a marketing campaign, the eighth wonder of the world, because this was yeah, the first yeah. indoor, fully enclosed uh, professional sports arena. So they named the Astros, renamed the Houston Colt 45s, the Houston Astros. I think that's just stupid. They named the team after a building. Yeah. I mean, sucks. there's got to be something more redeeming in Houston than a goddamn building. Well, it's better than calling them the Houston Problems. That's true, but that would be more apropos in my estimation <laughs> right now than it would be the Houston Astros. Maybe, yeah. And because I have a huge problem with those cheating assholes, but still, um, I think naming your professional sports team after a building, um, maybe, the, maybe the Houston Colts 45s don't sound so silly anymore. That was a weird name, though. Uh, okay, so... At number six, uh, I've got a three-way tie because I wanted to group together all of the sexual innuendos. So, uh, so there's so there's a word, and the word is butte. Okay, yeah. and like there's a place called Pilot Butte, not that far from here. When you drive, I looked it up on a map. When you drive, because this is where this place is, is in Idaho. When you drive down, and your halfway point to Vegas is Pocatello, Idaho. Just down the road from there is a place called Butte, Idaho. And there's a Butte, Montana, too. Yes, that's right. There is, too. You're right. Anyway, so I'm pretty sure this is the Idaho one. but uh, and, and their name itself is, is normal. But it's when you put it together, and if you don't know how to pronounce Butte, and you've got the Butt Pirates, then you know there can be lots of fun to be had. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be a Butt Pirate. Right. Um, then, uh, tied with them in Tennessee, we've got the Chattanooga Central Purple Pounders and... <laughs> I knew you'd like that one. <laughs> so I, that I looked one. up the history of that. Originally, like 100 years ago, they were the purple something else. And they were a really dominant team. And they just, they didn't just beat people. They just destroyed everybody completely. So, and they were like undefeated and no one could even come close to them. So they, the one guy, the coach or the owner or something is like, oh man, we're, we really pound people. And so they changed it to the purple pounders. So anyway, you know, 100 years ago before sexual innu yeah. innuendo was right. invented. For sure. And at third, I'm, and the third one, I'm just going to leave it here. There's, I think it's a soccer team or something. The name of the team is Young Boys Burn. <laughs> so there you go. Young Boys Burn? Yeah. 
I can't touch that one. I'll nope. get in trouble. No, I know. You're, you're, um, you'll, you'll I got. Too. I got to tell you a funny. Yeah, I will. <laughs> got to tell you a funny. You, you've heard me talk about Uncle Richie in Las Vegas. Yep. He's a great family friend that uh, has been instrumental in trying us to trying to help us get through this period since my father passed on April the twenty second. And I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I will. Yesterday, July twenty fourth, would have been my father's eighty third birthday. So. Yesterday was a bit of a tough day, and that's why I think of Uncle Richie, because I talked to Uncle Richie yesterday. Uncle Richie is originally from Montana, but the first time I met Uncle Richie, 27, 28 years ago, and he's not really my uncle, but he's just an unbelievably crucial part of this family now more than ever. Um, but I remember the first time when I was introduced to Richie, and he got really mad at me for saying, because I didn't know. Um, I really did not know that it was pronounced Butte, Montana. <laughs> I pronounced it, but... Is he from Butte, Montana? No, but he's from he's okay. from uh, Helena. Oh, yeah, okay. So it's a, that's the state capital yep. of, of Montana. And uh, everybody from Vegas, folks, is from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody, that is the ultimate second chance capital of the world. And everybody, nobody's from Vegas. Everybody comes to Vegas from somewhere else, looking mm-hmm. for that proverbial new, that new beginning, that new start, that fresh start. But Richie got so mad at me. Oh, my God. And I remember just, it looked like he wanted to kill me. And it's like he couldn't. I mean, I was bigger then and, and uh, not like Chris big, but I was bigger then. And I certainly could have taken care of Uncle Richie. But um, I just never forget that. It's Butte, Montana, not but, Mike. Um, number six on my list, I combined two NFL franchise, two NFL franchises that both came into the league as expansion teams in 1995. And I'm talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Carolina Panthers. Coincidentally enough, both of these teams made their respective league championships in their second year. If you remember, in 1996, it was the New England Patriots and the Jacksonville Jaguars for the AFC championship. And in the NFC championship, it was the Green Bay Packers and the Carolina Panthers. Amazing. And both of these teams made their respective AFC and NFC championship games in their second year in existence. But my problem is, who had such a hard-on for teams being named from the Cat family? Yeah. I mean, how many Panthers and Jaguars are running around Jacksonville, Florida, and or Charlotte, North Carolina? Because the Florida Panthers were a brand new team still just Absolutely. down the road. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, I, I, I don't get could, that. I never got I'd that. never. I I was thinking about putting the Florida Panthers on this list, but I've already done it. But with at the, least they were first. Absolutely. Like, but I, I I'm just I don't you know usually teams, um, especially when it's new and in a new market, they want to find some connectivity to the local flavor, the local establishment, the local rhythm, if you will, of the city. I just have trouble picturing a lot of Jaguars and Panthers running around Jacksonville, Florida, and uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. I just wondered what the thinking process was, and I don't quite remember. I think, I believe right off the top of my head, the owner of the Jaguars at the time was a guy by the name of Weaver, and obviously the guy that was the the, uh, owner of the Carolina Panthers at the time was a guy by the name of Jerry Richardson. I knew that, but I'm just wondering what was going on in their marketing departments, in their PR departments. It kind of reminds me, again, of that famous, infamous tagline that the Calgary Flames used years ago, all out, every shift. <laughs> You're supposed... Never mind, I'm not going there. Yeah. But I have a problem with the Jaguars and the Panthers just because who had the big heart on for the Cat family? Mm-hmm. Don't quite figure that one out. All right, at number five, uh, I'm wondering if you've heard much about this place. So there's a place not too, a state not too far from Wisconsin called Michigan. And there's a place in Michigan called Mount Clemens. Have you, are you familiar with it and what they're famous for? Outside of Detroit, yeah. What are they famous for? I have no idea. Okay, so they're famous for their mineral baths. So they've got like, you know, basically like hot pools, basically. Oh, okay. Basically you go and you soak and you feel better and all that. So they, of course, decided that an appropriate name would be to call their school's team the Mount Clemens Battling Bathers. And (laughs) it's bad enough that, you know, you send your guys out sounding like a bunch of wimpy pretty boys, but that they're all so nice and fresh and clean. Like, who would you rather face than that? That's just great. And then we can soak in your mineral tubs after. Perfect. Win-win. <laughs> intimidation may be a foreign concept in Mount Clemens, Michigan. 
Okay, number five on my list. Um, I just despise this name. This easily could have been number one on my list. And I blame owner of the team at the time, Abe Polin. And I know, I get it. We're, you know, this was kind of the beginning of trying to get on the politically correct side of team names. Mm-hmm. But I just I just, I think there were so many other ways that they could have done this. The Washington Bullets were originally, back in the 60s, they were the Baltimore Bullets. And when they moved to Washington, D.C., they became the Washington Bullets. And, you know, first and foremost, a lot of people don't know this, that three blocks south of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, which is obviously is the address of the White House, three blocks south of the South Lawn is one of the most uh, crime-fested areas in not only the United States, but in North America. There is an unbelievable crime problem. There is an unbelievable just poverty problem. There's just a whole bunch of problems in the city of Washington, D.C. And obviously, when you see that inner city, um, a lot of people were very offended by the use of the name Bullets. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but when you replace the bullets with the wizards, come on, wizards, the name sounds creepy to me. Wizards. I mean, there has been no magic with this, this basketball team since they were the bullets. And the last time they won a national uh, NBA, uh, NBA championship was to my recollection, either 78 or 79 when Elvin Hayes, Wes Unseld, Phil Chenier, Kevin Grevy, Bobby Dandridge were all on that team that beat Seattle. Two years in a row, Seattle and the Bullets played in the finals. The first year, the Bullets won. The next year, the Seattle Supersonics came back. So I'm, I'm going to give it 78 to the Bullets, 79 to the Sonics, that great teams with Fred Towntown Brown. Um, who else was on that team? Uh, John Johnson was on that team. Gus Williams was the point guard. Jack Sigma was the center. Um, but I just think that if you have to change the name, maybe you do what the football team is doing in regard to adopt something temporarily, because I think wizards was done. Just somebody got drunk one afternoon on a Friday after a long liquid lunch. And they decided, well, today is the day and we've had 19 martinis. Let's just go with wizards. And I think that was a cheesy, cheap and cheesy way of doing it. And, you know, I know that people won't agree with me, but if you're going to go with the Wizards, you'd be better off staying with the Bullets, in my estimation. Uh, yeah, there's a site I go to for sports picks sometimes, and they refuse to call them the Wizards. They still call them the Washington Bullets. They mm-hmm. still have the old logo. They just, they just pretend it never happened. Exactly. They just ignore it. Uh, I appreciate that you wanted a W name, or that they did at least. That's fine. Yeah. But uh, I guess that's all they could come up with. So, again, a lack of creativity. Lack of create. There you go. It's lack never of an excuse. Yep. Never. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Now, I know I said I kind of got away with the uh, uh, the uh, sexual innu- innuendos and I put them all together, but at number four, screw it, I'm going to put the Hoopiston Corn Jerkers. And, <laughs> and I've got that over here. <laughs> I mean... Corn Jerkers, I know. Why? Like, look, okay, so, okay so there's corn around and you guys pick the corn and that's great, guys, but I mean, maybe there's more to you than that. Maybe you can... You know, there you know, you complain about the Jaguars. I'll take Jaguars <laughs> all day over corn jerkers. Imagine being an NFL team and coming in. Imagine if Carolina corn jerkers. Imagine Jacksonville comes into the league in 1995 and is just like, yeah, we want to call ourselves the Jacksonville corn jerkers. Like, do you honestly think that would fly? No. Tagliabue would have been like, oh, sure. Sounds good. Like, no. Even Roger Goodell might like, wake Maybe. up, wake yeah. up from his slumber and think, well, oh, Maybe. I feel like, I feel like there could be something wrong with that. Not, you know, anyway. Whatever. But if it sells a few pay-per-views. Uh, um, number four on my list is we're having a lot of fun on this 533rd episode of Unscripted with Mike and Chris. We're going through some of the wackiest, some of the silliest, some of the dumbest sports nicknames for teams from the wonderful and wacky world of sports. And number five on my list, Chris has really done a wonderful job. I've stayed within the core four, but again, I, I alert you that we have honorable mentions coming. Number four on my list just deserves to be on this list just because of who and what they are. Number four, the L.A. Clippers. Finally on the right track after getting rid of Donald Sterling back in 2014. But with this crappy name after leaving Buffalo for San Diego in the late 70s, to me, this name sucks because nothing scares an opponent more than a visit to a barber. (laughs) Remember, this team originally in the 70s was the Buffalo Braves 
with a guy like Bob McAdoo, an all-star point guard by the name of Randy Smith. And all of a sudden in the late 70s, they moved to, to San Diego first. Couldn't make it happen in, in San Diego as the Clippers move 120 miles north to L.A., still maintain the name Clippers. And I just can't understand why a barber had to get involved as the name of a professional sports team. But at least the Clippers have it on the right track. I mean, but I got to tell you, for years, folks, especially in L.A., they're playing in one of the worst parts of town, down on Crenshaw Boulevard, right down there by the L.A. Coliseum. Um, People may or may not know this. In 1984, when the the Olympics were there, because of where the Coliseum was located and because of the, the problems in what they call South Central L.A., they never had an event, an Olympic event during the 84 Olympics. There was never an Olympic event that started past 9 o'clock at night because they wanted to get people mm-hmm. out of mm-hmm. Crenshaw area of town. They wanted them to get off of those, you know, Inglewood and, and all the rest of those places down in Los Angeles. And, you know, we all know, and we don't have to revisit this, the L.A. Clippers were poorly run for all those years until Donald Sterling. And thank God they got the new guy in there, Bomber, Steve Bomber. Um, oh, yeah. M- m- you know, Perfect mega owner. rich. Perfect no problem with finances, doesn't have to go to a bank, He's building the team a new practice facility, building the team a new arena out by the new Rams Stadium out in Inglewood. So um, now maybe Mr. Ballmer can work on a new name for his basketball team. So uh, the uh, Clipper is a kind of a boat. It is, but yeah. I look at it as a Clipper, and and, and I, I, I know it means a boat, yeah, yeah, but okay. it's to me, it's even sillier when you think about a barber pole and you think about the round thing. And they do in the That'd old days. That'd be really funny if they had like an alternate jersey with the barber pole yeah, on it. Yeah, but you That'd know, be fun. back in the day when my dad was a kid and your dad was a kid, they used to call barbers in some parts of the United States. Your dad maybe not know this, but my dad for sure. Um, they used to call barbers clippers. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. At number three, I thought about making this uh number one but it's it's not quite funny enough for me i just thought it was ridiculous but there is a soccer team in thailand called the tobacco monopoly and i'm sure you found i'm sure you found that in your list but uh it's bad enough to have corporate sponsorship that goes too far the idea of naming the team not just that but naming the team the concept of dominating that industry I mean, I guess I guess maybe that means you're going to be dominant. You're going to have a monopoly over the title or something. I don't no. know. But the tobacco monopoly. <laughs> wow. What do, what do you call the guys? The monos? Like <laughs> Sam Darnold can go play for them? The Donalds. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. Number three on my list, um, I think it's just because I, I'm just, I don't know. Um, I love the people of Cleveland. They've got some of the most passionate fans ever that have been through so much. And most of it bad. None of it really good in Cleveland. Obviously, the 2016 title run for the Cavaliers. But previous to that, the 64 Browns or the 50, excuse me, the 48 Cleveland Indians were the last champions. But the Cleveland Browns, the name. I mean, just a nasty uniform color that is associated with a piece of crap. I mean, what else is it? Originally named after former coach Paul Brown, who then obviously went on to coach the Cincinnati Bengals. But... What if Brown's last name would have been Schwartz? The Cleveland Schwartz? That would have, just, <laughs> that would have been terrible. Cleveland Browns, I think Coach Brown has been, has been gone for enough time now. Statute of limitations. Let's do a whole new thing. Come on, Cleveland. I would have thought when you got granted the, the second Cleveland Browns franchise to take the place of the team that was moved in 95 to go to Baltimore with then-owner Art Modell, I would have thought somebody would have wisened up a little bit and maybe improved the name. And you start from scratch because you're starting from scratch anyway with new players, a brand new, beautiful uh, football stadium in Cleveland, not that old mistake by the lake. But why wouldn't have somebody have thought with the new ownership group? And I don't remember who it was at that time. Obviously, I know it's Truck Stop Jimmy now. But why would you go back to Browns? And why would your color, you know, those brown uniforms look like they got 22 pieces of shit out there. Mm -hmm. I really, I just, I think that that's a standing joke. And I think that has, in a way, inhibited 
the Cleveland Browns from improving their product on the field. I really do. I, I truly believe that. Plus the climate to play in Cleveland, it's, it's difficult. You're still right there on Lake Erie. It's cold there. It's snowing there. And then you run out there like a team of 53 pieces of turd. So I, I just really believe in my heart of hearts that there is a time for Truck Stop Jimmy to think about um, getting a new uh, – Nickname for his team. Yeah, like they're the only team I can think of. They don't even have a logo. Think no, they don't, no. They have, like their logo is a picture of their What are you supposed hell, to do? Are you going to put that? You know, I just saw the this. And remember that that icon or whatever, that little uh, emoji or whatever they call it? And it's, it's literally oh, a it's piece of poop. Are you supposed to put <laughs> that pile. piece of poop on the side of the orange helmet? Come on, Maybe, guys. But, but I mean, and you name it after a color and it's the grossest color and the color is the same color as crap. And yeah, you don't have a logo. And it's just, it's the weirdest thing yeah i i mean i i'm sure there's some people that are really close to all the weird stuff there because it's pretty unique but yeah i i could do without it that's for sure damn sure okay uh at number two i've got a three-way tie and i might have made these number one but i didn't really want to tie at number one and they're ju- they're just all versions of the same word and I don't know whether to laugh or I kind of get angry at these ones. They just, they're so poorly, like whoever designed this, like I actually want to fight them. Um, <laughs> so you've got three here. So there's a, there's a, uh, there's a soccer team in Ghana, West Africa called the King Faisal Babies. Saw that too. And you may have also seen probably the minor league baseball team, the New Orleans Baby Cakes. And AAA affiliate of the Miami Marlins. And maybe worse than all those, I think this was, if I'm not mistaken, this may have been an old-time baseball team in the 1800s. Did you see the Cleveland Infants? No, I didn't see that one. No, I didn't see that one. Like, like who do I have to fight, honestly? Well, yeah. The babies? The baby cakes? Or the infants? I want to know who, like, didn't have access to a dictionary... (laughs) Or just and a had a cl- ten word vocabulary, or just a no clue on infants. life. Yeah, was this was this named by infants? That's like I mean, I don't know. Like I, I, th- I, it's just appalling. What league were the infants in? Well, I think I think a higher. I think like the one of the top leagues for baseball. Oh, I it's think. a minor league affiliate of somebody. Well, it was in the eighteen hundreds. Oh, so, okay. so it was a long time ago, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah. the Cleveland infants. No, come on. Uh, that yeah, I think the Cleveland Browns should go out and kick the Cleveland yeah. infants' ass. Um, number two on my list. This has been a cursed franchise from the get-go. They have not won anything, I don't think, since their old ABA days when Dr. J was doing wonderful things for the then New York Nets. But since then, since the days of the New York Nets, they came into the NBA as one of four teams in 1976 and became the New Jersey Nets. They were still the New York Nets. Uh, when they merged with the NBA in 76. But then they moved out to New Jersey and that dump in, in uh, out in the Meadowlands next to the Giants Stadium, and they became the New Jersey Nets. Now, of course, they're known in a brand-new spanking building down in, in the city now in one of the five boroughs. They're now the Brooklyn Nets. Can we agree with this team in a new building, in a new city, and with legends in their own mind coming on board next year, like Kevin Durant and my favorite bitch, Kyrie Irving, can we all agree that the name Nets isn't working for this woebegone franchise? I think that there needs, you know, the original concept of why they chose Nets was because you already had the Jets and you already had the Mets in New York. Mm. I get it, okay? But the Mets, you know, some success. They win in 69. They win in 86. Not much sense. The Jets, the Jets have been nothing since 1969 with Joe Namath and the famous proclamation before Super Bowl three. But the Nets have been kicked around like the ugly stepsister in the tri-state area up there. And I just think maybe with the brand new building, new ownership, uh, you're bringing in marquee players, even though I hate both of them in, in regard to Kevin Durant. And again, my favorite bitch, Kyrie Irving. But I think maybe there's something that we can affiliate with this new franchise in Brooklyn, the first team to call Brooklyn home since the Dodgers left in 58 for Southern California. I just wonder if it isn't time for the new ownership group of the Brooklyn Nets to think about a better name moving forward and get under this cloud that has been over, you know, has been on top of this franchise since the late sixties and, and to the present day. I just think Nets uh, has proven over time that it ain't working. And I think that to get a clean break and to get a, a fresh start, 
again, next year with these players that are coming in, um, I think that it would be time for the Brooklyn Nets to look for a different team name. Well, at least they did when they came from New Jersey. They changed out from the ugly red and blue to the black and white, which I thought suited Brooklyn. And I like how they True. changed. I like how they. But the thing is, if you're going to change the color, but if scheme, you're going to change the color, why scheme, not just go all the way? You're changing the color scheme. You're changing the city. Obviously, you're playing in in one of the five boroughs in a different borough. You're changing the team name. Change the nickname too. Change the nickname too, because uh, Nets just isn't working in New York, and uh, I think. Again, with the players that they have coming in, if they can ever get healthy and on the court, they could be a formidable team in the East. And I just think that it's time. There is no uh, limit of sta- uh, statute of limitations on team nicknames, guys. Let's try for something new from that Brooklyn ownership group. All right. All right. At number one, we've Yay! got Yay! we've got the Watersmeet Nimrods. I saw that too. <laughs> and. I had to look it up. Uh, so Nimrod was in the Bible, in the book of Genesis. He is the great-grandson of Noah, who really? had the ark, even though that's a ripoff of, uh, of a tale. And an atheist like you knows this. Well, a lot of atheists know more about religion than Than the people, people that are supposed to be because, religious. Because yeah. the people, instead of, you know, a lot of people don't actually read the Bible if they're Christians. It's like the Apple terms and conditions. No, they I'm just kind of check it off. I'm waiting for the movie. I'm waiting for yeah, the movie. Yeah, or whatever. But yeah, no, um, the... The myth of Noah is really a, a ripoff of from the so ep- Noah's son is named Nimrod, great grandson, great grandson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Epic <laughs> of Gilgamesh had the original Ark story. Gilgamesh, but, I've heard of that. Yeah, so that's where they got the Ark story from. Okay. In that one, it was twelve days, and the Bible had to make it fancier, so they made it forty. But yeah, so Noah's uh, you know alleged son is Nimrod, who was supposed to be a great hunter, <laughs> but uh, as as the one article I saw said. Um, what they don't know is that Nimrod has been has meant dumbass for decades. I looked it up in Urban Dictionary, and Nimrod means an extremely annoying or stupid person. <laughs> so, the waters meet Nimrods. There number are, one on my there list. are Nimrods all over the place. Let there me are. tell you. Yeah. Number one on my list is is um, and Chris knows where I'm going with this. Chris knew where I was going I knew with this. It. Yeah, as I'm... soon as as soon as I mentioned teams that relocate. How in the hell? Come on. Um, I know the original owner of this team is now not with us anymore. Larry Miller died years ago. His son is now... The wife is actually the, the owner, but the son is... Scott is running this team. But and, and I say right here in my notes, you know my feelings about this city. But when you, knew, when you move in 1978 from New Orleans, where jazz was... You know, I mean, that's cool. I mean, that, that is a big part... Of Bourbon Street. It's a part of the history. It's part of the ambiance of the city of New Orleans. But when you move to Salt Lake City, Utah, the capital, or the, 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 the headquarters of the Mormon religion, you're out there with people that can't drink. You're out there with people that can't even consume caffeine because of their religious beliefs. Um, why would you keep the name jazz? Jazz to me and I love jazz. I love Dizzy Gillespie. I love a lot of jazz musicians. Miles Davis. I, I think j- uh, jazz and a particular lady friend is a great way to spend an evening. I got to tell you. But you do not associate jazz with Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm just incredulous to this day that two things. At the time, NBA commissioner was Larry O'Brien. It was before David Stern. David Stern did not come on board till 84. Larry O'Brien, who the championship trophy in the NBA is named for to this day. Why Larry O'Brien would put a team, A, in Salt Lake City, Utah, and B, allow that team to keep the name Jazz. In Utah? My God, I think that you should be, you know, you're sitting here in the area with the Great Salt Lake. You're sitting there at the home, as I mentioned, about the Mormon religion. Nothing screams Jazz in Salt Lake City. I just can't believe that they allowed this this travesty to happen. And, uh, you know, again, all due credit to John Stockton, Carl Malone, and Jerry Sloan for making this team unbelievably successful. But, my God, you had to have a a really unique individual like a Carl Malone, especially as an African-American that wanted to play all those years in Salt Lake City. And then your team name is Jazz? Come on, guys. Somebody wake the you-know-what up and make a change here. You have the power to do it. As I just stated 
with the, the Nets, there is no statute of limitations on how long you have to keep a name. I think we've suffered long enough, and the people in Salt Lake City have suffered long enough with the name Jazz assimilated with their basketball team. Yeah, that uh, to go from the most jazzy place to the least jazzy place. Yeah. Like, at least if you went to New York and you're the New York Jazz, at least there's some jazz clubs there. Right. Or, like, as long as it's not actively anti-cool, then it's fine. But, like... If there was one place you couldn't go and keep the name, it was Salt Lake City. Absolutely. And so that's, no question. That's too bad. No question. All right, let's get to some honorable mentions here. Uh, I know I didn't do anything from the Big Four, but there was one team that I was going to not only put on the list, but make it number one okay. from the Big Four. And yeah. there was a reason I couldn't do it. And they're the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I really wanted mm. to make them number one, uh, largely because a hardcore grammarian like me likes to uh you know really get annoyed at the fact that the plural of leaf is leaves <laughs> and so they should be the toronto maple leaves uh and the reason i didn't put them there was because i looked up the history and the great con Smythe changed the name from the toronto saint pat's or yeah. saint patrick's to the toronto maple leaves because he uh you know he had been a, a prisoner of war in world war one and uh, he, you know, the Maple Leaf reminded him of home and he did it to honor soldiers and that. So I couldn't, and I have a real soft spot for the military, so I couldn't in good conscience put Toronto Maple Leafs number one. Fair enough. I really wanted to, but I, I couldn't do I it. I was wondering about that because in my research, I saw a lot of people that weren't happy with that name and probably for the reasons that yeah. you just, <laughs> but I just couldn't figure out. And then, and obviously you just tuned me up with, it should be L-E-A-V-E-S yeah. as the plural, plural of Maple Leafs for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but when, when you haven't won a cup since '67, what do you expect? Yeah, for sure. Uh, do you want to do some honorable mentions? Uh, I just, I, I don't have. I just found some really funny names, and and I got to start with a couple in high school. Chris has named a couple of these already. He'd mentioned the Nimrods, which I think is cool. I do have to make mention that my father played at this high school, and this is a city in the Fox River Valley. You've heard me mention that before. This is in the Green Bay area, but my father played halfback in high school at this school and it's the Kakana high school galloping ghosts are their team nickname. And it's still current today. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also found this one funny. This high school is in Arizona. The Yuma, Arizona high school criminals is the last I name. Knew you'd like that one. And I was, I actually took it off my list, but, uh, I like, I just, I wanted to make an sec joke, but, uh, <laughs> I didn't, but yeah. and, uh, I've got a couple of college ones here and a couple of, uh, minor leagues, but maybe I'll let you rip off a couple. And then I've got a few more to get to. I'd like to, before sure. Sure. Call it a day here. Sure. Yeah. So uh, a lot of lists had this at number one and there's actually two of them here. Uh, where uh, you try and intimidate people with vegetables. But uh, you've got... This was number one on multiple lists. Uh, Scottsdale Community College fighting artichokes. Yep, saw that one. And similarly, you have the Delta State University fighting okra. Yeah. Yeah, and so that was... a. And then in a similar vein, in the same way that Utah doesn't deserve the jazz name, if there is a place that doesn't, uh, you know... Yeah, you you shouldn't involve anything spicier. I don't picture it being associated with anything spicier, exciting in any way. It's Vancouver Island, which where you said uh, the newlywed nearly dead. So whoever thought of naming a BCHL team the Victoria Salsa? <laughs> I don't even care if you mean the dance or the condiment. I don't care. Uh, no, I, that is not no. a salsa place. It's not Cuba, guys. It's the friggin' island. Uh, I don't know. And then made famous in the movie Pulp Fiction, where John Travolta is wearing this shirt. Oh, I've got it right here. Yeah, yeah. the UC Santa Cruz banana slugs. Yep. Uh, ridiculous. And this one here, this one, I don't, I didn't put this one on the list even because of the sexual innuendo, because this one is on purpose. This is not, a, this is not like the Purple Pounders where they just, they don't, they didn't, like someone didn't make it to be dirty. They just, yeah. or young boys burn. Like that wasn't the idea. This school, the Rhode Island School of Design, when they called it, them the Nads, they did they did it on purpose. Yeah. Do you know what their 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 uh, mascot is? No. He is a giant a giant penis named Scrody. No. Yes. <laughs> I, I've seen pictures of him. I, I like, believe like it. on Ice Walker. Like he's a big giant penis when he's got balls and everything, and he's called Scrody. And and they call him then and they call some of their teams the Nads, except their basketball team is the Balls. <laughs> oh, that's better. <laughs> and, no, like and it is not like oh we didn't know. Like no, they did it on purpose yeah. to just be dirty and screw with people. Yeah. <laughs> so 
funny. Yeah, what else you got? Um, I've got a couple of college ones in here. I've got a, and I got a couple of uh, minor league baseball ones that I found hilarious. And I do, I do have to go back to one that you had made mention of earlier. Not, I mean, we made mention of this off air, but this school, this high school in the state of Wisconsin, actually exists. This is a a city, a little town, probably closer to a hamlet, um, about thirty miles south and east of Madison, Wisconsin. Um, you know that the University of Wisconsin Badgers are the nickname for the Badgers. But this town is Badger, Wisconsin, and this high school took on the nickname Badgers. So this town is the Badger High School Badgers. Come on. I'm embarrassed about that. I really am. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think that's ridiculous. Um, Hitting to the college ranks, some lesser known ones. Uh, Chris mentioned the banana slugs of Santa Cruz. How about the UC Irvine Anteaters? How about the University of Missouri-Kansas City kangaroos? Um, I've always had a problem with this one, and I can't understand, especially at an institution that is as renowned as this one. How in the hell can the Stanford Cardinal, how can their mascot be a tree? Well, the reason they're called the Cardinal and not the Cardinals is because they're named after the color. Okay, not, but, not then, the but, but then they have a mascot that's a freaking Christmas tree. Yeah. That's what it is. And I don't, I've never understood I, that. I think it's like how the Cleveland Browns uh, mascot is a dog. It's just like, well, this doesn't really work. And so, I mean, even the Edmonton Oilers, they don't have a dancing oil derrick going around. But I mean, like they have a, they have a, a hunter, the Canadian lynx. Like if you don't have something that translates naturally, you just make up something. What I'm saying is then why if, and, and you're right, it's the Stanford Cardinal, not plural Cardinals, but then why wouldn't you have a singular Cardinal red bird be the mascot because they actively did not want to be named after the bird. They just like that exact shade of red. Okay. So, but, but, but that doesn't explain why they're, it a doesn't tree. explain why their tree gets, yeah. gets marched out at each sporting event. Yeah. And you've got some idiot dressed up as a tree. Um, some ones that I found funny from minor league baseball, the Fond du Lac dock spiders. That's a single a team, uh, in Wisconsin. Um, oh, then before I forget, I, did, I didn't have this on the list, but I did see there's a place. I don't know if it's related to Pocatello or whatever, but there's a place called Poca, like P O C A, and they have the Poca dots. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, so I, just, well, I, I, I did see that. Yeah. Also saw the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. I they're in a too. double. They're a double A affiliate of the Florida Marlins. And then you know, here's one. Now I know we've heard this one before, but it was really made famous during the years at Mash was on television because Klinger, the company clerk who always was dressed as a woman trying to get out of the army on a, on a mm-hmm. section eight. He claimed his hometown was Toledo. And actually it was Max Klinger, his Jamie Farr, but his, his character, Max Klinger, but Jamie Farr is from Toledo, but he made the baseball team, the Toledo mud hens, which is the triple a affiliate. I believe now of the New York Yankees, but uh, there is legitimately a, Toledo Mud Hens AAA baseball team. So those are some of the funny ones that I found. I also found one to give credence to our our friends here in Canada, the uh, Canadian University St. Francis Xavier University. Their men's programs are called the X Men, and their li- women's programs are called the X Women. <laughs> well, there's worse than that, I guess. Well, there's worse, but I'm just trying to show that they're showing diversity here in regard to they have a a team nickname for men's sports and a team nickname for the women's sports. Like the Lord Jeffs and the Lady Jeffs. Correct. Okay, I've only got three left. Go. Yep. All right, so there's a soccer team in Norway that they're called the Speed, but the problem is that uh, speed in Norwegian is fart. (laughs) So they're the fart, so that sucks. Um, And then my final two I would have had on my top ten list, but neither one came to be if these actually ever would have been ratified and actually been used they easily would have been on my top 10 probably right at the top two maybe even so uh the one of them is in the nhl when the san jose sharks came and now sharks i think you can agree especially a team on the ocean sharks is a good name Sharks, yeah yeah Yeah. so some of the other finalists were were goofy (laughs) but uh just off the top of my head there they like someone some people wrote in wanted the salty dogs some wanted the screaming squids, <clears throat> but boy, I, I I would have been angry with this one. S- some people wanted them to be named the San Jose Rubber Puckies. What? 
Oh my god! Instead of rubber duckies, but rubber, rubber puckies. puckies. Oh god. Ooh, like it just makes my skin crawl almost. There, San Jose fans, you should be very thankful that somebody with a saner mind came through and gave you the Sharks. Ooh. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, actually, Sharks originally didn't win. The winner was the San Jose Blades, just like oh, really? the Saskatoon Blades okay. in the WHL. But and it makes sense with the skate blades and everything. But uh, because they were concerned about uh, gang issues in the area. They thought that that was a bad idea, so they went with Sharks. And, and Sharks is great. Sharks name. is great, especially the location of where San Jose is. Yeah. Okay. And my last one here. And again, this might have been number one if, if it had actually... Because the team wanted to name it and it got vetoed. Like oh, they, weren't, okay. they weren't allowed to use it, but they wanted to. Yeah. So this is... Uh, I don't know if you saw anything about a New Zealand badminton team. You sure did. Okay. So the history there, of course, everyone knows the New Zealand All Blacks. Yep. And the New Zealand teams like to wear uh, black uniforms. Uh, and of course, they uh, were playing badminton and they play with the birdie, also known as the shuttlecocks. So they wanted to be called the New Zealand Black Cocks. Oh, God. And would have had a small problem today without so one. So it was disallowed. <laughs> yeah. So would have had a small problem. They weren't with that allowed one. to be that. So the New Zealand badminton team, I appreciate the effort there, but it uh, didn't work. We, uh, we've got to run, but I had a lot of fun with this episode. Um, Chris and I did find some very similar ones. Um, but remember, if you've noticed through this whole last, oh, hold on here and talk amongst yourselves. These last 55 minutes, there has not been one mention of the Seattle Kraken because I asked Chris that we could make sure that we don't include that. I am appalled by that name. I will make, I, I will come clean and say that I did see the jerseys after our uh, our special episode 531 on Thursday evening, which was a great idea by Chris. Um, but I did yesterday see the new jerseys, and while I'm not enamored with them, they aren't bad. I I, I get the, the connotation, but they look to me, honestly, to be honest with you, they look very similar to the current jerseys of the Winnipeg Jets mm. with the dark blue yeah. and the blue pants. Yeah. And I didn't see a whole lot of red, but regardless... I'm not totally ticked off at their choice of uniform, but that name, oh my God. If you want to come out in public and claim that you are a fan of the Seattle hockey team, I think you should just address yourself as that, as a fan of Seattle's NHL hockey team. And if you have the nuts to tell somebody that you are a Kraken, good luck. <laughs> I, th I, th I, think, I think that is preposterously bad. I think it's a, a case of where you're just not used to hearing. So people that live on coast, like this was originally a Scandinavian story. And I think it's probably from sailors back in the day, seeing, seeing giant squid in the North Atlantic around there. And, and they, so that's where I think where the myth of the, of the Boss, creature came from. You can put from. any positive spin you want on it. But as I mentioned in our Thursday episode, in my opinion, you're trying to expand the NHL brand on a global market. And the people that are going to be fans of the Seattle hockey team are going to hear endless, endless, endless rashes and rounds of shit over this name. It's childish. It's stupid. And I do feel bad. Again, these people sold out that building in season ticket form in eight minutes. And obviously they have a passion for hockey. Obviously they want the game there. They're spending $400 million on a, on a renovation of the old key arena. And I just think that is a disservice and disrespectful to the National Hockey League. And I'm really surprised that Bettman and Daly, for all the good things that they've done, I'm surprised that they didn't have a say in this. I, I Again, though, I think it's a case of, like, if I, let's, let's give you this example here. Let's say I told you I was going to drive to Red Deer. You wouldn't think anything of that, right? If I no. said I'm driving to Red Deer. No. But if I told that to someone from Florida, it's like, huh, you're, you're going to Red Deer? And then I said, oh, yeah, and I, I sometimes I go to Medicine Hat or sometimes I go to Indian Head or I go to these other towns. People aren't used to hearing that, so it, it, they, think, they think it's funny. I get the impression that people on the coasts especially have heard the word, the term Kraken so much. It's like saying octopus. You don't think anything of it. It's just a word they're used to. For people that have never heard it, it sounds bizarre. I, I've heard of even like Kraken rum. My brother-in-law loves drinking Kraken rum as the big picture of the sea monster on the front of the rum. And uh, I think it's a famous story there. I also, I actually like the concept of it. I just don't like the word. Like if instead of Kraken, if this creature was called a crusher and they called themselves the Seattle Crushers. I, I could live with that. Yeah, well, because the word is cool anyway. And then if you know what it means, it's like, oh, okay, you're on the coast and it's a sea monster. Okay, that makes sense too. That's a great name. 
It just happens to be named the Kraken, and that's going to lead to a bunch of crack-related issues, whether it's an ass crack or whether it's uh, doing the drug crack, or like you talked about, people can make fun of them for being the crackers like you were made yeah. fun of before. Yeah. And so it's just, there's a lot of disasters there potentially. Uh, I like the logo. I think the logo was well-designed and uh, I like the concept, but the actual word Kraken is tough for me. And I don't like the five different layers of blue that just I, I found it kind of boring and uh I wish a lot of the stuff was better and I was a I was a bit disappointed but I did send you that one logo speaking of names I don't know where I love got that. that yeah like someone, I loved that someone on the internet has a picture of this kind of like bird and it's got a hat on and everything in it and it says what they should have been called is the rain city bitch pigeons <laughs> And I'm like, I just thought that is just whoever designed I that. that. And I sent that to our uh, Pacific Northwest Bureau Chief, Sean Dode. And he said he legitimately loved the color scheme. It was that green and yellow. Yeah. Right. And that, uh, you know, it looked pretty cool there. So, yes. Uh, can, you I, imagine, I wish it, yeah. can you imagine the lead play-by-play guy um, halfway into the inaugural season of the Seattle Krakens? Good evening and welcome to Hockey Night in Canada. We're calling the, uh, we're coming tonight from the Crack House in Seattle. This is a team that has now lost their last 31 games and I mean it just the jokes are going to be endless. Uh the Crack House, the Crackers, uh the Crack Pipes, um they better be good or they're just going to get I think scalded by people taking pot shots at that name. Well, I they're even it's... they're even more likely to be named the Crack House because Climate Pledge Arena is like there's... crack house is better i know <laughs> that's the problem exactly so they're gonna get what they're gonna get we've got a run on this 533rd episode of unscripted a lot of fun hope you enjoyed it and again folks if you have some names that you don't like or want us to certainly talk about it on air please leave us a note you can do that on obviously uh, via the video on youtube you can still do it on the uh, i think it's over 20 now different ways that you can listen to the audio version of Unscripted, leave a comment. And if you do, we will get it onto un, uh, Unscripted Air. I guarantee that we will do that. Having said all that, for the executive producer of Unscripted, Mr. Chris Fluke, I'm Mike Jansen. Until next time.